What up? Welcome to the D-Pod, episode four, Halloween Town. Yay! <laughs> so, we're finally at a film that we've both seen. It took only four episodes. Honestly, not that many. But we'll go back to a lot of films that you haven't seen soon. 13th year's coming up. That's true, you've seen that one as well. So, Halloween Town is um, an iconic decom. It's... One of the most iconic. It's, prob- it's perhaps most beloved. I mean, you could get into, like, weird, like, is High School Musical more beloved thing, but... This is one of the all-time classic decoms. And so you saw this through um, various monstovers, I assume? Yeah, it was just they played it, like, every year. That's because it's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you've seen Halloween Town or Halloween Town 2 more often? I feel like I probably actually have seen Halloween Town 2 maybe more often. Okay. But I think that's because it was on Netflix. So I could choose to watch it. And sure. And I could for the first one. Um, but I've seen them both a lot. Okay. I've definitely seen them both a lot as well. In fact, to the point where, because we've taken a little break from watching TCOMs in preparation for this podcast, so we could come to them fresh, uh, I sometimes worry that I forget which things happened in which I feel movie. This is what I mean when I think I've seen the sexo more. I remember, like, vague plot points more than I do in the first one. Like, I love it and stuff, but, like, a lot of the plot, I don't remember a lot of. Sure. Like, specifics. So I've been thinking about this, actually, like, all this week, as we lead up to this pod, like, Halloween Town or Halloween Town 2? And I'm pretty sure... So here's what... We're going to do, basically, I'm guessing what happens in this movie. Ooh, I'll be, like, your guy. Fun. As far as I remember, Halloween Town is the one where they first meet the magical world, and they find out Caliburn Bar is evil. <laughs> but that's at, like, the end, I think. Sure. But basically, they're just going to use to it, and it's basically about family conflict between the mom and the grandma. Because yeah. the mom doesn't like magic. She doesn't like being a witch. Right. Um, and Marnie's into it, because Halloween is cool. Iconic. Iconic. And Halloween Town 2, I think, we spend more time in Halloween, well, maybe not more time in Halloween Town, but I remember, like, Halloween Town, I think, goes black and white. It does. So Halloween Town 2 is the black and white one. Uh-huh. And then Halloween Town is just, like, hijinks. I'm pretty sure, this is, like, a plot point. I'm not 100% sure, but, like, I think this is what happens. I think they have to, like, collect, a, like, Eye of new toenail of like a vampire something. Just witch shit, you know. Yeah, they have to, <laughs> they have to like collect a body thing of like different monsters okay. to like make a witch spell. I also know important things like there's a skeleton cab driver iconic. Yeah, he he's so memorable. I feel like he's probably only in that movie like twice, but like he really sure. sticks with you. There is at some point in this franchise a giant pumpkin. I think all the time, but at least... I think that's, like, the Halloween Town, like, words at the beginning of the movie is, like, the giant pumpkin is behind it. Okay. And then there's, like, witches and, and evil things. There's, a, like, a troll. and a, Yeah, I'm excited about this movie. I'm just now, like, naming things that I'm looking forward to because I remember them. Yeah. I'll stop babbling. But this is a great film. It's obviously a Halloween film. Yeah. I mean, it's in the name. But yeah, I'm really excited. As like I've been thinking about, it, I realized I really I just don't know anyone's name except for Marnie's. Oh, uh, yeah. So the characters in this film are Marnie, Marnie's brother, Marnie's younger Little sister, sister Marnie's, Marnie's mom, mom, and Debbie Reynolds. And Debbie Reynolds, <laughs> absolutely right. And Columbo. <laughs> uh, there's also like a troll who has a, I think he's a troll, and he has like a common name like Billy or something. Yes, it was Billy. Or is that Hocus Pocus? It could. It could also just be like. Thomas or Luke or something <laughs> like it's 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 like a generic guy's name. We'll get yeah. to it. This is, but like Marnie's the star. I mean, obviously she's like the main character, so right. it's gonna be memorable. But I feel like she's like just so, like I don't know how to phrase it. It's like it rides on her back. Yes, she's the main character. She's winning and likable, and she's giving an excellent performance. Yeah, and like that's like the reason Halloween Town is iconic is in large part due to her incredible performance as Marnie. Yeah. So, on each of these pods, we also do the thing where I reveal to you the poster slash yeah. cover. And there's a few for Halloween Town, but this is the uh, kind of famous one. Boom. Oh, iconic. Look at that pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, so I, there does seem to be a pumpkin. I was right about that. Uh, I love that in Halloween, the first O is also a pumpkin. Though I don't know why the second O isn't, but like, you know. And this poster also has a Debbie Reynolds flying on a broomstick, the three kids, 
and the pumpkin in front of City Hall, and nothing oh. else. Uh, sorry, Mom. Well, I remember being a very important character, but she did not make yeah, this poster. Yeah, I feel like she's more important than the little sister. I literally remember nothing about the little sister except that she is like exists. I think she's like cute and like causes some shenanigans. Okay, I didn't even remember she went to Halloween Town. I knew it was Marnie and Marty's brother. I forgot like she had gone. This Marnie's younger sister dismissal. This erasure. <laughs> Oh no, but yeah, I'm excited. It's like really fun, and I'm like I'm really hoping it holds up. But I feel like it will. Like I'm pretty certain. Sure. So we're here in uh, mid November. If you did not watch Halloween Town this October, as we didn't for you, but you really should have because you didn't have a podcast coming up. <laughs> it is available on Disney Plus to stream, yeah. and it was prominently featured in their <laughs> marketing for said service because they know it's iconic. It is iconic. And this one was released. How many times are we gonna say iconic about the movie? Uh, this pod, this if our podcast had titles that weren't just the episode, the movie name, this podcast would just be titled Halloween Town Iconic. Probably yeah. Okay, so this one was released in October of 1998, which was honestly a really important fall in my life. Shortly before this, the Harry first Harry Potter book had been released in America. That was released in like September of 1998, and the next month, obviously in October, Halloween Town. And then in November, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it's a big year for you. It's like maybe the most important year of my life. I mean, like I guess like the year I was born or wow, a couple other things that happened after that. Man, you're really in the shaft, Chelsea. <laughs> I was, that was what I was referring to with the things that happened after that. The one thing. <laughs> I mean... Aww. Ocarina of Time, Halloween Town. She understands. She knows I love her. <laughs> Ocarina of Time is actually very foundational for our bond. Oh, uh, yeah. When you, like, moved back, you were playing it, and I would just watch you play. I gave really good advice and commentary. That's basically the creation of our content empire. <laughs> Except we were not recording it in any way, but we would just... Yeah, no. I would I play mean, the game. If, of the two, of the Zelda games you played in front of me, that's definitely the one that was less good. Wow. No, not, oh, wait, no, that's not that. I don't mean, like, quality of the game-wise. I mean our commentary-wise. Sure. So she also, after enjoying watching me play Ocarina of Time, watched me play Breath of the Wild, and we commented over that. Yeah. And there, that was really. That was a blast. That is actually what generated probably us being like, no, we have to do this podcast. Because Mary was like, the most fun I've ever had is us watching you play Breath of the Wild. That was basically the thing you said to me. Okay, well, that makes me sound really pathetic. <laughs> Look, good times were had. Yeah, but now I've been to New York, so... <laughs> <laughs> the first New York pod, the first New York drop on the pod. First of many. Um, but no, it was really fun, and we just, the Breath of the Wild especially, because we just, we just had like, and that's where we got running jokes, and like, it was just like a really fun time. And I kept saying we should record it, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know if they'll find it funny, and I'm like, okay, lost opportunity. But, you know. Sure, I think it's, I think the big things were that one iconic walk where we talked about the DCOMs, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild, those, and then of course, uh, another Cinderella story and 8 million conversations about Drew Seeley. Obviously, yeah. First Drew Seeley mentioned. Oh, is it really? I think so. Such a strain from us. Okay, <laughs> so. Because we did it on the Aquamarine one, but of the official true. ones. Yeah. Guys, we have Drew Seeley thoughts. We'll get there. So, now we are going to watch... One of the most iconic films of all time, Halloween Town. Before we go, Mary, I have one question for you. What if it's bad? It's not gonna be. <laughs> I admire this confidence because that's a question you've asked me a couple times. I know, because I just remember it so well, and I just remember it being so fun and so good. But watching the other ones, which like I don't, didn't care about as much or have literally any thoughts about at all. Right. And, but, like, getting into them and finding them fun. So something I already have, like, nostalgia for and is, like, so beloved. But, like, I don't know. It's just going to be good. I just, I have that thought. I, mean, I just also love, like, October-ish movies because it gets you in such, sure. like, a vibe. There's a vibe. I also think, I haven't seen the, like, contrary Halloween time take. Like, it's the one thing that yeah. you don't see people on the internet being, like, like, there are people, like, all the Star Wars are bad or... There's only one good Star Wars or any of these things, but Halloween Town is just like, if anyone talks about it, it's always positive. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you've seen Halloween Town, you've liked it. Yeah. 
someone's gonna be like, oh, well, I didn't like it. Like, we don't want your opinion. We want your feedback and your ratings, but we don't necessarily... I mean, if you really don't like Halloween Town, I guess I'd be interested in hearing Anyways, what Anyways, Halloween Town is a masterpiece, and what do you think you're going to give it out of 10? I'm making a decision between a 9.5 and a 10 is my expectation. I'll agree with you. I might just be like, 10 out of 10. Like, I feel like there's a scene where Calabar, Kil- whatever, he, like, gets flown into the giant pumpkin at the end after his evil is revealed, and honestly, like, Academy Award. 10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> That's a strong endorsement. You, so you're predicting 10 out of 10. I'm predicting, I'm going to say also 9.5 um, because I'm a killjoy. So yeah. But you also because I'm prepared to be, I'm prepared for it to only be incredible. I'm prepared to also be like riding a high when we come back. Yeah. And that's then I'm going to want that 10 like out of 10 energy end, to be a pop. I feel like it might end really strong, which is why I mentioned an ending scene at I think, like, in any of a movie, if you're, like, really into it and you're, like, yeah, if it ends like that, then your rating's probably going to be higher because you're on that, like you said, you're on, like, a high. And I feel like Halloween Town's going to have that. Okay. So, we're going to go watch a film Halloween Town. And after a short break, you'll hear our reactions. And while I leave you, I just want to remind you of this very important lesson we're about to learn in this movie. Being normal is vastly overrated. Halloween is cool. We out. <laughs> We back. We back. What a movie. Yeah, that was so good. It's so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what is your absolute favorite part of Halloween Town? I don't know. I just really like the movie. Let me think. I guess I like the interactions between the kids and their grandma. I thought and like I thought all that stuff was cute. Debbie Reynolds is giving an absolute she performance. She deserves an Oscar. Like literally Academy Award won. <laughs> it was excellent and charming from really from the jump and she's doing a lot of things that are objectively weird and just completely selling them. The acting in her face, she is selling it. <laughs> Her performance as Aggie Cromwell, Agatha Cromwell, is, it's just, it's it's next level. I Literally 10 out of 10. It really is. And a 10 out of 10 film. Spoilers. For a future segment. Uh, and Marnie's excellent. Um, yeah, she's very charming. Yeah, she's likable. She's relatable. She's funny. This is, I mean, we made fun of some of the insults in Brink, and, like, this film was legitimately funny. Yeah, really and like jump. the insults weren't good either, but I don't know, I guess they just had more charm here, at least for me. Yeah, they were delivered more energetically. More better, <laughs> is what I thought you were saying. More gooder. The insults were more gooder. I'll, I'll go with it, yeah. Just like our English. Honestly, I like the plot. <laughs> I don't know, I, like, it's not like the deepest plot ever, and sure. who's evil is kind of very unsettling hinted at throughout the film. Like, the mom. <laughs> like, so, um, Debbie Reynolds has, like, a friend she talked to, and then, like, a little later, she's all evil, and Debbie Reynolds is like, who could have done this evil? And then the mayor shows up, like, right after that, like, hey, Agatha, how you doing? Yes, and then there's a scene later where Sophie's talking about the bad thing, and then... And then he shows up. <laughs> Columbo. And then there's a scene where they go to his office, and they hold on this very evil-looking crow... I guess, like, just like a crow, but you know. I mean, he's a warlock. Warlocks have, like, crows and, and dark capes and stuff. You shouldn't judge all warlocks. Hashtag not all warlocks. Hashtag not all warlocks. But you, it was not subtle. Also, he's, like, the only other, like, person in the movie who it could have been, really. Uh, he's basically the only other developed character. That's true. He's, and, like, the only other character. Uh, excuse me. There's Benny... And Luke. <laughs> yeah, so, but at the same time, just because it's kind of obvious, also, the sequel literally has his name, which was changed. Oh, yeah, in, in the intro, it's Calabar with a C, but then... For the sequel, it's Calabar with a K. Is it Calabar know. or Calabar? Calabar. Crazy. That's what's being dead next to you. Crazy? <laughs> okay. That was a really bad joke. Thank you. So if you're a heathen who hasn't watched Halloween Town along with us, I will give you a quick recap of the movie. So there's this family, and we center around Marnie Piper, 
and she has a younger sister, Sophie, and a brother, Dylan. I did remember Sophie's name as soon as the character appeared on screen, and I shouted it out, and then they immediately tell you. So I felt like my childhood was coming back to me. It was very impressive. Uh, their mom doesn't like Halloween, and so they can't go out. It is Halloween, and they're not allowed to go out. Um, and Marnie and her mom kind of argue about this for an extended period of time. Marnie calls her sister a potato. Got him. <laughs> I, always thought, I thought that was so funny. Because it's like not just Halloween, but like other stuff her mom's really strict about and stuff. But really Halloween, like especially. Halloween's the particular important Fishy. One. And then their grandma shows up. And we find out there's a lot of tension between mom and grandma. Because grandma's a witch. Um... Eventually the mom and grandma, the grandma keeps dropping hints that there's like something going on with like a Halloween town place. There's this one scene where she like gives them a book, which is like, a ha- it's like a book about Halloween town stuff, which I totally remembered. Like as soon as it appeared, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the book. And then... I would buy that book. Yeah, I know you would. So they're flipping through the pages and then they come out and it's like, the little sister's like, that's a vampire, that's a werewolf. And then for one, she's like, that's Marnie. And it's a witch that looks a lot like Marnie. And then Marnie's like, it does look like me. And then Debbie Reynolds is looking at her like, guess it does. Like, guess it does. Like, just in the eyes. But you can totally tell what she's doing. It's like, she slipped that in there. Like, she, She's a hunter. Like, she saw her mark and she's like, easy target. I'm putting her in the book. Literally <laughs> in the book. And she will be wrapped around my finger. And she will know that's her. I will give her the look. Just for the brother, who's continuously being like, magic isn't real, none of this is real, and that doesn't even look like her. And then eventually the mom shows up and gets mad at Grandma for that Halloween town thing. And Grandma stages a fight because she senses someone on the staircase, literally about being witches, <laughs> so that the person on the stairs would have it revealed to them. It's Marnie. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not like Dylan or some crap like that. The key, plot, the key plot thing here is Grandma can only come over from Halloween town on Halloween. It's the only time the bus runs. So she can't visit most of the time. And Marnie's about to be 13 and therefore lose her powers as a witch if she, if she doesn't start getting trained right away. Uh, because Marnie overhears the conversation, she follows the grandma home. And then the brother follows Marnie. And then yes. the little sister follows the brother and Marnie. <laughs> and they all end up in Halloween Town. And the mom's unawares for like half the movie until we need plot. Honestly, not that long, because she, like, goes to check on them. She only has, like, two scenes in the Oh, that's true. That's true. Actually, because of the time difference, the human world, Halloween Town runs longer than the human world. She actually knows pretty quickly. Yeah. Because she's a helicopter parent, as is established by Marnie's early dialogue. Yeah. Like, she, like, checks on them in bed, and also I love how she's, like, they're not in their beds. Immediately knows they went to Halloween Town with their grandma. Well, she, I think she thinks that Grandma took them Like, stole them, yeah. But, you know. Which, would be, <laughs> which is a legitimate reason to be mad at her. I mean, like, kidnapping <laughs> your children is, like, that's a problem. Messy. Uh, the kids are actually avoiding their grandma, though, because they don't want to get sent home. Uh, they meet the mayor, Kalamari, and... <laughs> He's wearing a tacky-ass suit. <laughs> He's... You don't like his suit? I like his suit. I think it's, it's a look. It's so ugly. I, I think it's a look. No, it's so bad. It's like orange and black and all that. They can be good, but he's just not doing it well. The oranges are too different and they aren't very compatible. I just, I wasn't a fan. I was a huge fan. I want to either cosplay that or wear that for Halloween next year. (laughs) I just like don't want to have to dye my hair black, but it's fine. You should do that. You'll have to shave. (laughs) Oh, I'll have to deal breaker. Yeah. Never mind. Just be torment again. Calibrim bar who? So they, then they get to meet Benny, the iconic skeleton. Yeah. Cab driver skeleton. <laughs> he really is only in that movie three times, but he's so memorable. He really does stand out. Yeah. Who hasn't wanted their cab driver to be a skeleton? Have I ever been in a cab? I have, I have been in a cab when I went to New York. When you went to New York? Yeah. Okay, we can't And that. in Philadelphia when we are going to the place that's going to take us to New York, the train station. Uh, Aggie lets the kids, she decides to let the kids stay because she really secretly wants them to stay. In Halloween Town for a little bit. I feel like she's been secretly wishing they just like would follow her for like yeah. really since this is what this is why she shows up every Halloween is to get them one of them to try to follow her one yeah. of these times. And all three did like what a success. Well, really, only Marnie was following her. The other ones were just following each other. <laughs> what a plot! <laughs> what a plot! Uh, but she tells them there's this evil attacking Halloween Town, which she also talked to the mom about. Yeah. 
And it's like, I, it's kind of unclear what it is. She's basically just like this evil force is eviling up. And she kind of mentions that some of her neighbors are just like disappearing and stuff. Right. And we see he has like a evil green face. He's ugly. This is a very traditional form that like, Ugh. uh, I evil is ugly. I wrote in my notes he's an uggo. <laughs> he's an uggo. That's, uh, that, that checks out. Uh, they try to like this talisman of Merlin to defeat him with light because Dark cute, doesn't like light. Oh, there's this cute little gag where it's like she's making like a like a microwave thing. Oh, which is brew. Which is brew, and she hits bubble, bubble, toll in trouble. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of good nods to like yeah. uh, witch lore and Halloween lore, monster lore in general. There's good references to for you to be like, hey, I know that. <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> there are good references. I can't. I can't argue with that. Can't attack. Um, her initial brew doesn't work because it's uh, instant. So they need to cap. They need to create the spell from scratch. The potion from scratch. And this is what I remember getting all the stuff. I remember the werewolf pair. That's that's like... right. You predict. You correct correctly projected that in the initial segment. Yeah. And so they go to town. Um, in town, events occur. They meet Luke the Goblin. <laughs> He's kind of a huge jerk. He's uh, the punk. <laughs> He's like the town punk because literally everyone in town knows who he is. They're like, ah, that's Luke. <laughs> He's a real punk. They literally call him punk like multiple times in the movie. Some guy who's literally doing an Elvis impersonation as some sort of zombie goblin thing. Which broom seller? Still calls that guy punk. And that guy's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's like, as he's selling them stuff while he's just standing there, he's like doing weird motions. I was going to do a motion, but then I realized this is a podcast, so you can't see me, so I'm not going to do that. Okay, next, <laughs> uh, while they're buying the broomsticks, their mom arrives. So she got there pretty quick. Yeah, she got there quick. Put some respect on, I uh, can't remember her name, but mom's name. Gwen? Gwendolyn, yes. Yes, Gwendolyn arrives. She takes the kids home. Uh... She gets in a huge fight with Marnie, because Marnie wants to be trained as a witch, obviously. I feel like she did a bad job on the PR on this whole witch thing. Like, she's just like, no, Marnie, you don't get to be a witch, you have to be a human. And it's like, you know Marnie wants to be a witch. Like, how are you not at least having a dialogue about this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Think of some things that suck about being a witch. Like, it kind of looks like all positives. <laughs> right, she's like, oh, there's things you don't know, there's things you don't understand, like, there's evil and all these things. But, like, she doesn't say these things to Marnie, she does not make the case. She's just like... No, I'm your mom. She's I like, say no, no. You're grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally just like when like someone's like, you can't have that because like unhealthy. It's like, whatever though. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a parenting podcast, but if you're the parent of a child in a decom, you can't just say no for arbitrary reasons and expect them to not completely disobey you. It's like it's almost giving them the incentive to like sneak out of the room and then do the exact thing you're telling them not to do. Like, and like, that is how decoms movie, work. It's like, or like the sports movie we watched last week, or like others, it's like, you can't do that anymore. And then it's like, okay, dad. And then like five minutes later, they're like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> That's right. And the parents always come around because decom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel it's very justified in this case. It's like. Yeah, mom's stance is wild, especially because she still knows how to do magic. Yeah. Like, she's just living as a human, just. I mean, her turn was justified because it's like. Evil is, is there. So. Oh, sure, she was saving her family from evil, but my point is, like, at least make the case to Marnie that, like, you can be trained as a witch, but then I want you to live as a human, like, have that dialogue. Do anything. Literally anything. Yeah, but we still stand. Do we? I love everyone in Halloween Town. My car for bands. I don't know. Gwendolyn's... Gwendolyn's a mixed bag. Leave Gwendolyn alone! So, the bus isn't working, so the mom can't take them home. So they have to go visit the mayor, Calamari. And it turns out that him and Gwen, the mom, are exes. And he is very, very clearly still into her. He has been thinking about this moment since the day... The, the day she broke up with him and left. <laughs> yes. This is plot relevant. This will come up later. Yeah. There's a reason it's not very subtle. They're like, remember this. And here we see the mom get exposed to magic again. He has, like, this dead rose in his office, and he, like, gives it to her, and then he makes it all not dead, and it's very clear he just, like, has dead roses around just to, like, magic them up to impress chicks. What a move. And Marty points out that, like, oh, you like magic when he does it, and it's really a whole mood. 
So while this is happening, Aggie, Debbie, Carbo, Reynolds... It's talking to Luke, the punk. It's talking to Luke, the canonical punk. And he's like, hey, the evil thing wants to meet you. And she's like, let's go. <laughs> she's like, I love the way they just call it the evil thing. He's like, you know that bad thing you're talking about? Well, he wants to meet you. And she's like, okay. Yeah, and he's kind of like on like Great One vibes, and she's kind of on the dark thing. But it's really very on-the-nose dialogue. Everyone's kind of on the same page here about what this is. Yeah. I just like that he doesn't, like, have an evil alter ego name. He's like, just call me the whatever one. Right, he's like, yeah, a uh, dark one. That Dark thing, that's fine, Sophie. Yeah. Sorry, Sophie. Lol. <laughs> so, Luke takes Aggie to the abandoned movie theater. And while they're there, the dark thing shows up. And then... I'm so stupid. I just realized that that is the beginning of the movie. They have it, it's, like, closed forever. And then, like, that's the movie theater. Yes. This is a tight movie. They set everything up and then bring it all back. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean... Awakenings right here. I, I just realized that. <laughs> I mean, like, really the opposite of Under Wraps, where they literally nothing came back. Yes. Well, Halloween Town is a, basically a perfect movie, so... Literally. Okay, so yes. While Aggie's there, facing the dark thing, and they're tensing off, uh, Luke is there, and he has some thoughts... Okay, so like the evil one will be saying something like, I am evil and I'm gonna destroy your world. And then Luke will be like, You sure bet he will. <laughs> and he does this to literally everything the guy says. Right, he's like, he's like, Your power is no match for mine. And he's like, They certainly aren't. You have zero chance against me. And he's like, Zip, nada, zero, goose egg. <laughs> yeah. And, like, to literally everything the dark guy says to the point where he's like, literally, can you shut up? Just as we were saying shut up, even the dark one said shut up. A self-aware film. So, while this is all going on, the rest of Aggie's family arrives because they saw her following Luke to the clearly bad trap. <laughs> Very obviously. So the crew is here, and then, like, the evil guy tries to zap Grandma, and then the mom goes in instead and gets zapped and then the ground just gets zapped anyway so like yeah there's an effort but you know so marty and the kids have to duck out and they discover that the dark thing doesn't like light we stand selfie subtlety <laughs> but yeah so they're like we're safe when we're in the light because the dark thing can't get us and there's a lovely scene where sophie's like i want mom and grandma to be okay and marty's like your big sister's gonna get them back and we're going to do it together. Yeah. And you're like, decoms. I you're love like, this. The magic of family. This 13-year-old is going to save the world. Let's go. Let's go. So So they go to the house and they're ruined. Well, no. First they have to go on a right, series of misadventures. Right. They that I remember, that I clocked. To collect various things and, you know, comedy hijinks and Sue. It's fine. Yeah, I totally remember the werewolf guy. Like, that's the one who I'm like, who I remembered the most. Oh, I definitely remember that surprisingly long ghost sweat scene. Yeah. It wasn't as long. I feel like when that happened, I was like, oh, right, this scene. And I remember it being like three minutes. And it was still pretty long. It wasn't as long as I remembered. But it like was the, the weird thing is what I remembered like out of the film, like not as it was happening. A lot of stuff I remembered like as it was happening. So I like, literally I know about what's about to happen. But like that's when I remembered like outside of the film. But, like when Luke showed up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally remember this guy and literally his whole arc throughout the movie. Sure. So then they do brew up the special potion back at Mom's house. Though not after the betrayal by Benny the Skeleton. Yes, it was really, I totally forgot about that. That's like the one thing in this movie I didn't remember. That Benny went evil? Yeah. I mean, to be clear, he was clearly under a spell. I mean, yeah, no, we still, we, we still support Benny, but. <laughs> but, it, and then they did a great bit where Sophie finds uh, a dog. Chekhov's dog. <laughs> I feel like everything in this movie is kind of a Chekhov because it all came back. That's exactly right. Chekhov's abandoned movie theater forever. <laughs> that's that's also true, as you discovered on this podcast. There's a lovely scene of bonding where uh, Marnie and Sophie light the talisman together. Fun fact about like my life: I had a toy version of that very talisman. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where I got it. Maybe like a like a kids meal thing or something. But I had it. It had like the little claws and it glue. I totally forgot that was from Halloween Town. I mean, I forgot that toy until I literally saw it. And I'm like, I had a toy like that. But even when I had the toy, I forgot it was from Halloween Town. But like, slightly. 
You have nothing to say. Did you think you were a witch? No. Guess you're no Cromwell. I'm not. So, uh... Canonically, I'm not. Then they're like, okay, we have to go... They go back to their family. But to talk about the scene for a second, there's a nice scene where Marnie's doing it and she can't remember it, and then Sophie remembers it and they're saying it. And they're like, no, we have to do it together. And we have to really believe, because Grandma said a thing. She's like, the thing about witchiness, like doing magic, is you have, it's like, you want something and so you make it happen. And so Sophie and Marnie are bonded and witch it up. That's right. Magic is very simple. All you have to do is want something and let yourself have it. And they do. <laughs> yeah. So then they go back to their mom and grandma and they try to use a talisman to wake them up. This does nothing. <laughs> Uh, and that's the movie (laughs) and then it ended there part two to be continued um but no so actually marnie's like hold on let me say think about some other line my grandma said because every line she said is absolutely prophetic to the end game there's this really great moment where she's like stop i'm thinking and we and like so we are in marnie's head really she's just thinking and she's like what did my grandma say and she's like a lot of like old Halloween traditions come from Halloween Town. She's like, "Well, where do you put the candle?" In Shakovsky's like rotten pumpkin. Shakovsky's. Chekhov's rotten pumpkin. That's right, Chekhov's giant pumpkin, which I remembered. It is highly plot relevant and very important. It's brought up early in the film, and then it comes back. It's in the opening. It's also on the poster music. and in the opening. It's See, a really important pumpkin. They want you to know about the pumpkin. And it turns out jack-o'-lanterns are because that's how you defeat evil. Yeah. But, so, they're going out. Our crew is ready to light that pumpkin. And then Luke the punk shows up and he's like, don't do it. There's a trap. And she's right. like, why should I believe you, Luke? And he's like, listen, I didn't know that your grandma was going to get got. Or your mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really... I'm not that important here, and things are not going the way I intended. Yeah. He's like, I thought you were just going to get the talisman, and your grandma would be okay. And she's like, okay, I'll believe. She's like, well, she's she doesn't sure. believe him, and then but the then evil guy shows up. He literally shows up on the top of City Hall, and is like, I'm evil, you should join me. Let's defeat the mortals and, and so the humans. like, yes, you're right. <laughs> um... But yeah, so basically... And the people of Halloween Town are susceptible to this pitch. Yeah. Kind of a tough look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is such a, like, movie thing. Crowds literally just go wherever the person making the speech goes to. That's right. This movie uh, has a very simple set of political views. Politicians be evil. And crowds... They're right. Crowds easily swayed. They're right. <laughs> so while he's making this evil pitch... So Marnie realizes that she can't get to the thing. Because the evil guy, he reveals himself as... Car- what is it? Car- Caliber... Wait, no. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. So, Marnie realizes that she can't get to the pumpkin because Kalamazoo clearly wants her. I said that all suddenly. <laughs> Wait. So, Marnie realizes that she can't go to the pumpkin because Kalamazoo, like, is like, find me, Marnie. And so, she's like, she has to think of a plan. Well, Luke comes up with the plan. Oh, Luke comes up with the plan. Okay. Because he's going to self-sacrifice to prove yeah. that he's worthy. Yeah. So he puts on Marnie's coat, which she grabs, and, like, the guy comes down, is, like, zapping it, and is, like, really obsessed with, like, this one, like, girl. Yeah, he's like, how could you betray me? How could you defeat me? And he's, he's rallying based on racism. He's, like, the half-human. Yeah. And it's all political commentary, really. But, so then they get zapped. Luke gets zapped in Marnie's coat, and then it turns out Marnie was on top of the pumpkin, and then she gets zapped twice, so it looks like it's failure. But then, in an epic moment of movie history, like cinematic history, she's like, like defeated in line, and it looks like she's gonna pass out. She's just holding on to the uh, talisman. But she remembers all the things her grandma said to her. It's like you're a witch. You're very powerful, and a bunch of other stuff I can't remember. You're a Cromwell. Pass. The key line again: magic is very simple. All you have to do is want something and let yourself have it. And so Marnie's like, okay, she drops it, it falls perfectly into place, then it, the pumpkin glows, and it looks like everything's good. Calabar gets lighted, all the people in the town wake up, including their mom and grandma, they, all is well. They come up, and then, like, Banjo-Kalooie. 
Banjo Kalooie. Okay. Okay, and then Banjo Kalooie. <laughs> Banjo Kalooie. He like is using his magic, and he pulls the talisman out of the pumpkin, and it looks bad. <laughs> um, but our townsfolks have like already turned on him because Ma- Marnie lit the giant pumpkin. Which, so like, now fair they're enough. now they're against Caliburnbar. <laughs> yeah. So, but then. Like, our grandma and our mom are using their magic to try and stop him, but it's not enough. And then, like, the brother is, like, getting really angry, and he starts getting, like, a little electrified on his fingertips, and it turns out they're all witches, or warlock, because he's a guy. And they team up together, though the brother sits it out for a while, <laughs> until like, Marnie's like, are hand. you not participating? And she opens her eyes, and he's like, he's not participating. Join in. Yeah, and it's like, dude, this is literally the forces of evil coming <laughs> to kill like, everybody. Just hold. I'm not sure. I still want to think I'm normal. And it's like, dude, literally, like, evil. <laughs> it's like, I'll let evil conquer two worlds because I want to pretend I'm normal. But he doesn't. He doesn't. So he so grabs the hand. a king? Oh, dude. So everyone, like, the whole crew is holding hands. They magic it. They pull that thing back, and evil is defeated. One thing I like about the climax is, like, I love how self-aware Kalui is. He's like, no, I am darkness, I am evil, light cannot vanquish me. Like, he's very self-aware. He knows who he is. He's like, I am a force of darkness. He's like, I suck, I am evil, I am bad. I am evil. And it is revealed that the reason behind all of this evil, what caused him to go dark... To hate the human world so much... Is Gwen choosing a mortal over him? When she dumped his ass. Calamari is an insult. <laughs> Stop it. But, yeah. I mean, how long has he come up with this plan? Because it seemed like she had not been there in it's a little bit. honestly wild that she came back, like, the weekend he was executing his plan. I was looking at his face when he showed years. up, and, like, I don't know if it's intentional, but, like, I, the actor was doing some funny stuff where he's like, you're here, I never expected to see you, especially, so, like, right now. <laughs> like, right now? Like, I am literally two days away from my plan, as I just said to your mom. I'm like, just don't worry about it for two days, Aggie. I got this, because two days from now, I'll be the winner. Yeah. And... The girl I was doing this all because of shows up. I'm literally trying to conquer a world, basically, to take you back, and you just arrive on my doorstep, and then you're like, I'm trying to leave, though? <laughs> like, Honestly, I feel like if she was like, actually, I just want to say Halloween time now, he would have been like, guys, you don't play us off. I don't know what to say. Luke, just uh, bring the people out of the thing. We're just going to let them go. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Plain salt. <laughs> I changed my mind. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so evil is defeated, our crew is happy, and the pumpkin is lit, and so Marnie is like, I forget exactly what's happening, but anyways, the point is that the grandma is going to live with them now. Yay! Oh yes, grandma goes to join them to help to see more of the kids more, and Marnie's going to get trained by her mom, Marnie gets to be a witch. The mom basically admitted she was being dumb this whole time. DCOMs! Yeah. Where the 13 year old is saves the world and is always right. We stand. The real world. Okay, Matthew, what were your favorite, like, little things or just things you thought were really charming or fun and stuff like that? I think my biggest thing about this film is I love the performances. I think Marnie's overall energy, where she's just, for example, early in the film, she's like, she's kind of relentlessly dunking on her brother, but... He needed to be dunked on? That's the thing, right? And he's she's not being mean about it, per se. She's just rightfully poking fun in a way that feels very lived in and very family. Like, these characters are, at this point, still stereotypes to us. Marnie's into weird thing. He's normal and geeky. But he's, like, going deep on trees, and she's just like, I'm not having this from you. They're like, we need to be boring. Haven't mentioned trees in Cleveland. He's like, Halloween? Nah, Arbor Day. (laughs) I get what you're doing with this character. No kids like Arbor Day. That's just like a lie to my face. Marnie's also giving her mom incredible amounts of sass throughout the entire film. And as she should. And yeah, it's pretty justified considering some of the things that are going on. But it's it's actually surprising that strict mom is like letting this happen at all. Uh, but yeah, I think the big thing in here is like. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds' Oscar campaign starts now. Yes, that's true. Debbie, Debbie is incredible in this film. Like, I, I mentioned this right at the top. She is doing things like the filming of this 
the actual filming, like the on stage scenes, must have been so weird to see for some of these scenes where she's doing because she's just like doing physical bits of comedy. They clearly later CGI'd in, and she's completely selling the role and not breaking at all. And it's actually it's it's genuinely impressive. Like she's really killing it. Like we're being like we stand a queen and all this stuff, and that's all true. But I just want to make clear, like she's giving a real nuanced performance. But it's also completely extra and wacky and zany and hilarious. I have to agree. <laughs> no, but I think all of it, all, the kids are all very charming, even when Dylan's being like a wet blanket loser. You still like, it's still like fun stuff. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Like, they're playing the geek like kid. Mo- he's playing the geek kid bit, but he's funny. Yeah, they don't have to be like this like lack of comedic like movie downbringer. Like there's this moment at the beginning where they're like going to follow the grandma. And she's like, I've seen this before, talking about the grandma. He's like, I didn't even find my shoes. And she's like, I've seen this before. Me not putting on my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like good little copy bits. Yeah. Um, one other thing I really appreciated about him is he uh, relayed that the razor blade and the app, the razor blade and candy thing was a myth, which I always appreciate when Halloween things stand, for, stand up for Halloween against that evil myth. Mary, do you even know about that? I, he said that, and I'm like, I have no idea what that's about. And then you're like, totally, I have no idea what that's talking about. Oh, there was this, like, real rumor in real life that people were like, oh, you can't send your kids out. Like, people will, like, put razor blades in the candy. And so, like, and this was, like, this urban myth that went around, and people were like, oh, it's not safe to have your kids go out and trick-or-treat because, like, people will, like, poison the candy or put razor blades in it. Uh, this never happened anywhere. There's never actually been a single case like anywhere in the U.S. of a person poisoning Halloween candy. That's there's really weird. Zero violence. But there's lots of people who don't let their kids go out because they think it's unsafe. That's dumb. I mean, they're more likely to get like kidnapped than razor <laughs> well, sure. bladed through their bag or whatever. Well, through the candy. The idea is like that the people are like somehow altering the candy to then serve to kids. I'll be real to you. If someone's gonna murder a child, I don't think they're putting a subscriber into it. They're just gonna go to some playground. Like, not to get dark, but <laughs> wow. like. Wow. Have you thought about this? <laughs> no. Do I need to call someone? Oh my god. It's true, though. I get what you're saying. Yes. Like, the idea that you would somehow, like. Like, working on this, this master plan to make some Halloween evil candy. Plot as opposed to just, like, any other day. It's very <laughs> strange. Um, I mean, it's like, it just feels like so much effort. Like, you're, you have to, like, put the razor blade, like, in, like, the sour taffy or whatever. Like, it's just, like, why, though? No, why oh, my God, nice sour like <laughs> I was thinking, where would you put razor blades? Like that or lollipops? Okay, I mean, no no question chocolate bar for you. Oh, I guess you could also put it in, like, a chocolate bar. <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on. I'm uncomfortable with the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. And how much you seem to have thought about it. I haven't thought about it. I'm just, like, quick on my feet. I'm like, boom, boom. <laughs> Are there any other things you want to call out or highlight? Oh, um, let me think about it. I thought the werewolf hairdresser, I can see why I remembered him. I think he had, like, good energy. Oh, we were talking about the performance kids. Why not his game performance? Kazoo. He's, like, selling it. Yeah. Cabanjo is really <laughs> just... He knows what films he... He's doing the thing we talked about. He knows what films he's in with that. We talked about this last week with Val. Yeah. And he is absolutely committing to that bit. And I yeah. think he's actually... He is rather charming when he is the mayor. I can't get past the soup, but I see what you're saying. Like, like the soapy soapy thing is is like a good running bit, and you didn't like it. I couldn't hear the difference in his voice, so I just thought he was like soapy. I mean, soapy, and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, the fact that you need ear cleaning is not ruining good communication. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it wasn't like that funny. I was just saying it was a nice little running bit. It was just like it was like a very like charming politician thing to do. Like, he's going yeah. smile and make a joke he with the kids. He feels like a real politician. And just like real politicians, he's his evil. interior side is a great evil one. Ugh. The politics of this are very simple. Yeah. This this is, like, literally the height of political commentary. Job or school. They're like, they're like, politicians be evil and racism is bad. What a great film. Um, I and if you think racism is bad, stay tuned for The Color of Friendship Become. <laughs> Oh, man, that movie gave me fear when it first started. I'm like, is it going to Anyways, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, but I thought his performance was, he was really selling it. I love the montage, like, of Marty just, like, being, like, dead on a pumpkin, but she's like, no. Oh, I thought yes. that was so good. It's so cheesy, but it's like, yes, 
hear literally every time anyone's talking about being a witch and have that give you the power to just drop that thing. Even better than that is immediately after she succeeds and she gets woken up by the light and she has this look of complete self-satisfaction. Yeah. She's like, I did that. She's like, I stand, Marnie. Who is me? <laughs> she's like, we stand. And she's talking about herself. <laughs> and it's like, as she should. She just saved the world, but she does have this very confident smile like, oh, hell yeah. She's a 13-year-old who saved the world, which is actually a good running decom bit. We see, well, this will come up again in the 13th year pod, another tease. But 13th birthdays are very important in decoms. Oh, yeah. I thought you only saved the world. I'm like, I thought you just have, like, no, problems. He's just, <laughs> it's just a puberty allegory. Yeah. But, I was like, did he save the world from, like, evil vermin? Let me say, this is not the last time we'll see a 13th birthday of uh, supernatural significance. Yeah. And also generally significance. Was Were they 13 in Luck of the Irish? No, I think he's like, he's older. Okay, yeah. I thought so, because he like, played high school basketball. Yes. Very memorably. <laughs> Very memorably. Among other sports, like the Irish pod, coming reasonably soon. And we're looking forward to it. With a lot of thoughts. Mary will talk her luck of the Irish story. <laughs> I thought, it, but there's another funny line where Marnie, as he gained, she's like, I'm 13, I'm practically an adult, and I hate it, because that was literally me, I'm like, I'm so That's every 13-year-old. I, but especially me, because I was like, I'm so mature, I'm just like, I'm really like an adult in my mind, I'm like, so smart, and I hate that, <laughs> myself. <laughs> that being yourself, you hate yourself. That's real adulthood. <laughs> But, no, like, I thought I was the most mature kid ever, and, like, looking back, it's kind of, like, I guess cringy. I know this word is really overused now. Like, if I see someone call something cringy, I'm, like, it literally affects me zero. But, like, I really, I, like, cringe when I think about it. Uh, look, there's a thing called Facebook Memories, which shows you your old Facebook posts from, like, past years, and anything from about past, like, Three years ago, I literally physically cringe when I see, and I think about like deleting everything on my Facebook past like a week ago. <laughs> Every time, it's a daily occurrence, and I think it's healthy actually to really look back at the things your past self said and be like, "Ooh, I have actually undergone growth." It's really inspiring. And Halloween Town is just like that, <laughs> except it's way better than Facebook. Delete Facebook. Down with Mark Zuckerberg. But you mentioned there a line that you like, and I feel like this is actually uh, one of the things about Halloween kind of like the most. I feel like it's an incredibly quotable movie. Um, like, we obviously started the pod with... Halloween is cool. And and they obviously say uh, being normal is highly overrated, and we've talked about the... All you have to do is want something and let yourself have it. Yeah, it has uh, memorable lines. <laughs> I sound so enthused I said that. But no, you're, you're right. It does. It's like one of the first ones where like you, people seem to remember a lot of stuff from it. I feel like there's not a lot of specific moments I, like, can think of. I just really just like the whole thing. Like, I thought a lot, I, like, thought the plot was, like, fun and engaging. Um, I mean, it's, like, very simple. I feel like something that surprised me when watching it, in, like, comparison to my memories, is, like, I feel like I remembered, like, everything. I just thought it was, like, longer. <laughs> sure, it moves. It, yeah. I think it's actually a little shorter than the other decoms, which have been about 90 minutes. I think this one was just a like, five, six minutes shorter than that, but it just briskly went along. You're like, oh, we're at the end now. Yeah, you're right. Our researcher is like, we're, like, at the big show, and I'm like, no way, and you're like, I mean, we are, like, two-thirds of the movie, um, and that was, like, really surprising to me, but, like, everything, like, the before grandma getting zapped, I thought was longer, uh, her being zapped, the big reveal, I thought was longer, um, the, like, search for all the mythical creatures, like items. Body parts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was longer. And this sounds like a criticism. And it's not. It's just something I like just like with sometimes it's kinda of confusing. Kind of like, oh, we're just like going on along. Right. It's a movie with almost no filler, which I think is a compliment to the film. Like it doesn't waste your time. Yeah. Really and for people point. who don't even care about filler. And since everything comes back, it's very easy to remember everything because you don't see things just once. Usually you see a lot of things. They either get a full scene or they get called out called out and then they come back in a full way yeah so it makes everything memorable so you're like oh i remember this oh i remember this oh i remember this <laughs> literally what i do when i was watching the movie i'm like oh my gosh i remember this 
And that's a lot. Uh, it's a huge part of the charm of the movie, and what makes it so successful is it's it's very cohesive, which is surprising. It's very for a, a rewatchable. Film. Like even if you clearly know like the guy's evil, <laughs> like they number one kind of tell you, and number two, it like almost adds to the film because you see him being like, oh well, you you should try to just like avoid that topic for uh, two days. <laughs> Look, honestly, we just watched the film, and if we went back and watched the film right now, like I think we'd have just as good a time. We just make more jokes over it because we wouldn't need to hear every line, and also yeah. we catch more little references because there are lots of little things where they're setting things before. Yeah, I mean, like we missed like that. a few lines because like I was like just taking notes, so I wasn't fully paying attention. Well, but also there's just a lot of things that are calling out what's going to happen later in the film, and I remembered a lot of those because I've seen this film like twelve times, but I would remember even more now having just seen the film. Totally, I I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, it's like a very charming movie. It just, it has a really great atmosphere. It is. It does. So, what would your, like, ranking out of 10 be? I'm going full 10. Uh, no question. It's a full 10 out of 10 to me. I absolutely loved it. Me too. 10 out of 10. There's, like, literally only one criticism I have. Okay. Where I thought, like, the end, like, the end end, where they're like, Grandma's coming to live with us, and then they drive off. I thought that was kind of like, I don't know how to phrase it, like, kind of weird. It just felt kind of off. Okay. Like, I can't, but I can't put my finger on what felt off about it, so I don't, like, it just, I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. It's kind of outside of the scope of the movie, but it raised a lot of questions for me, the ending about, like, what's going to happen in Halloween Town? Because, again, these people Easily were swayed. seemingly happy being in Halloween Town, off on their own, then a clearly evil thing, being like, I'm evil, says, like, we should defeat the mortals and take back the world, and they're all kind of, like, nodding along, like, yeah, we should do that. Then he gets defeated, they're literally dancing in the streets. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, well, the good news is Aggie Cromwell's here to probably, like, be in control because she's the one, her and her family defeated evil. And then all the people who just stopped that evil that they were perfectly willing to go along with literally leave. And you're like, the, we're leaving these people to run themselves? <laughs> like. What all the problems that could happen. Wonder what they could do about that. I guess you'd need a sequel. Yes, you would. I feel, you mentioned this while you're watching it. Literally, Halloween Town 2 is the godfather, too, of, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. DCOMs. Good sequels are hard. Great sequels are impossible. And this was a... And it's a great sequel. I mean, we'll have to see. There's, like, a lot of stuff I remember from that movie as well. And, like, I'm really excited to watch that. I don't know where it is in the lineup. I'm ready for Cal. Yeah. Um, Do you not know who Cal is? No, I don't know where you're talking about. Okay. Um, I just said, yeah, it just sounds awkward. I'm ready for that frogman. Um, we'll see. He, he exists. I know he does. I believe you. You have a very vivid memory. I do. I, like, remember that guy. But I'm really excited for that because it's really, like, a great sequel because it's, like, it brings you back. It has the same atmosphere. But, yeah. But, like I was saying, I'd give this movie a 10 out of 10 as well. It's just so charming and it's just, like, so classic. Yeah. So, even though I think this film's totally a 10 out of 10, I have a couple other things to ask you about to see if they worked for you. Did the sort of halfway romance plot with Marnie do anything for you with Luke? I totally remembered it. I was like, I was confused when he was kind of evil at first. Like, I thought he was just like a punk. I forgot he was like totally working with the guy. Right. Um, But I, I totally remembered him and Marnie. I thought they like got together. Like, they like held hands in one of those Disney Channel ways where they're like, they're sure. together now. I mean, she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I don't think, I think it I was... I think it's like, a little weird when he's like, I couldn't even get a date with you when I was good looking, which I did this all for, and it's like, she just got she here. She got there yesterday. Had she even been in town for 24 hours? Like, you were already changed, and then you're like, I couldn't even get a date with you. It's like... That was a weird line, because it's like, did you just get changed? Like, just, just then? Because when Grandma, like, because Marnie is being driven in the taxi, and then Benny, the skeleton taxi driver, is like... He took, he got a few warts off, and now he thinks he's, like, the hive, like, whatever. Also, he looks completely different. I feel like the people are underselling this yeah. in town. They're like, like, oh, he looks a little different. It's like, no. That They're means, like, he got a few warts off. He's his got a different nose, face. <laughs> his nose grew, like, six times larger. His ears are pointy and stick out really weird. I asked that question. He's a troll. He's a troll. Like, no offense to Luke or whatever, but he looks different. Maybe, like, keep him not troll-looking. I don't know. Wow. Not to ruin the moral, but, like, I would probably do that. I'm superficial. Wow. We're learning a lot about Mary in this uh, There's a lot going on here. I'm going to move past this. I asked that question because, did you know that kind of, like, 
Marnie shipping is kind of a part of the Halloween Town fandom. Like, people have a lot of thoughts about which of the various guys introduced across these films she should end up with. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you saying Halloween Town fandom sounds so funny to me because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's iconic! It is. Like, I don't know. I consider myself a fan of it, but like, having a specific fandom dedicated to something feels different than just having a lot of fans. Sure. There's four movies. And we acknowledge three of them on this pod. <laughs> yeah. And she has, like, a different love interest in, like, all of them, I think. So I can see why they'd totally be that sort of, like, thing. You sure. know, it's sort of like Rory or Buffy where people, like, all fight about which one they like better. Right. And it's kind of like, uh, it, there's, there's an arc through the eras. Yeah. And speaking of that, Halloween Town sequels, this is one of the big decoms, and it got three sequels. I mean, I don't like to acknowledge the fourth one, but this is... Fake Marnie. This is perhaps the most... Prominent decom until certainly until Halloween, um, until High School Musical. Yeah, it's like still beloved. And it's still very like recognized. Like if I if like you were to talk to your friends and be like, y'all seen Halloween Town? <laughs> As you do <laughs> conversations. That says a lot about your social relationships. Stop! No. <laughs> oh. But like if you were to do that, they'd be like, yeah. And if I were to talk to like my friends, I'd be like, you seen Halloween Town? <laughs> They'd probably be like, yeah. And we're back with further successes, and we have to start with an absolute decom superstar, Kimberly J. Brown. Yes. She's like the heart of this film. And of the three Halloween Town films that she's matter. In... <laughs> uh, she's in all of them. We'll get into this more later. But yeah, she's in Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, and then Halloween Town High, and she's also in the other decom Quince. Yes. Outside the decom, she was in the film Tumbleweeds, where she was a co-star. After that... She was in um, some episodes of the Olsen Twin series, Two of Kind, which of course I have seen. I'm sure you would have. Yeah. It was only a season. I was sick. I had nothing else to do. And then, her Wikipedia page notes, her other ventures... Such as, she and her friend run an Etsy shop which sell a variety of items, including Halloween Town themed merchandise. And she published a Halloween themed children's book called Poppins Pumpkin Patch Parade. Cute. Also recently, just a few weeks ago, she read the Halloween Town book on YouTube, and we will link to that in our show notes. Yeah. Dylan, who's played by Joey Zimmerman, appeared in all four Halloween Town movies. Which is pretty impressive. Since Halloween Town, he's had a diverse career. He's appeared in a number of TV roles. He's also was an avid fencer and authored a play. Uh, and he's now part of a sci-fi production company. Emily Rosick, um, who played Sophie, or Sophie. <laughs> she was in Halloween Town 2 and Halloween Town High. But she appeared to have stopped acting, and apparent, but apparently has a third degree black belt. And is a coach and instructor. Philip Van Dyke, who played Luke in this film, was prolific as a child actor before and after Halloween Town. Uh, he did voice work, including being Arnold on Hey Arnold. He also appeared as young Christopher in a flashback on the show Kilmore Girls. He did not look like Christopher. <laughs> you knew about this scene. I remember that scene. I remember watching it. I didn't think it was very good. <laughs> Not that he was very good. I remember the people aggressively not looking like their older versions. And then they would be balcony buddies. Shut up. Oh yeah, I didn't get into that. Um, after 2003, he appears to have stopped acting. And when you talk about the actors in this film, you cannot not, not mention, mention Debbie Reynolds, uh, who played Agatha Cromwell, aka Aggie, and we've mostly called her Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's had an absolutely iconic career. Yeah, she was in Singing in the Rain, obviously, which was like a big st standout. It is a big standout. That's a delightful <laughs> film, even to this day. It yeah. holds up. And it's very well remembered. Like, people are like, Singing in the Rain. I know that is. <laughs> I mean, it's huge. Yeah, it's like, every people remember that, and they watch it and stuff. And she was, that was her sort of big break. Um, Following that, she was a huge star, and she was in... Um, many hits such as Tender Trap, Tammy, The Bachelor, and How the West Was Won. She received a Golden Globe nomination for the Debbie Reynolds show. 
She was nominated for an Oscar for her performance as the unsinkable Molly Brown. She would do many guest spots in different shows, including Golden Girls, Will and Grace, Kim Possible, Keeping in the Disney Family. Wow. Um, Roseanne and Drag Race. She also had success as a stage actress on Broadway, where she received a Tony nomination. But most importantly, she was in Halloween Town. <laughs> and um, the sequels. <laughs> yes. Um, but tragically, as I'm sure many of us know, she did pass away in 2016. I'm sorry, I was supposed, probably supposed to say earlier, but I was just legitimately sad. So yeah. I mean, she's like... Yeah, she seemed like a really good person. She's an incredible actress, and seemed lovely, and she went through a lot in her career and her life. Yeah, um, it is very sad, her life, a lot of it, but it seemed to have ended on a more positive side, so that's nice. Yes, uh, but it was a very sad time, with um, losing Fisher. her and then also losing her daughter, Carrie Fisher. She was Princess Leia's mom! Yeah! Um... It's hard to move what, on from, like, what? the sadness of, like, death. It's very sad, but, like, what an absolute, like, she gave us so much. She really did. She was a, seemed to be a great person. Like, we talked about this uh, on the You Lucky Dog Pod when we were talking about James A. Freak, a.k.a. Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, like Halloween Town has really brought me a lot of joy. And then, of course, Carrie Fisher has brought me, like, endless joy. And, I mean, obviously, you don't get Carrie Fisher without Debbie Reynolds. And so, like, no, it's... Like, I'm really joyed that they existed and became famous and, and acted. Yeah, and made so many things that are now beloved and iconic today. But yeah, the, it was for the success of the cast um, and where they all ended up. And when we're back, we'll come with our closing thoughts. So Halloween Town, what a great film. Yeah, it's really good. If it isn't obvious, we would cannot recommend it enough. It's available to stream on Disney Plus, um, but as well as the sequels, including yeah. the two good ones <laughs> and the other one. What other one? Um, but yeah, so we just totally recommend this movie, and I'm sure if you watched it, you probably really loved it. And to us, at least, it totally holds up. And before we leave Halloween Town, we have a listener question that I felt like would fit this pod. So I selected Melissa's question, and it's simply, Mary's said delighted right now. She didn't know this was coming. I didn't coming. know we had a question. <laughs> Could each of the hosts pick which Halloween town denizen they would be? Oh, I totally think I'd be a witch. Of course you think uh-huh, you'd be a witch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, you already are. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you were to say it yourself. <laughs> I just thought you'd make, like, a really bad joke like that. Sure. Um, but no, I'd totally be a witch, you know? I'd, like, fun and get to have your powers. Um, I don't have to be ugly. You know? Would you be, like, one of the karma witches, or would you be, like, one of the witches on the bus? Like, you saw those two who were really, they were kind of witching it up. I feel like I could be either. Um, I don't know. I guess I want to be a Cromwell. They have a pretty sick house. <laughs> You do love giant houses. I do. We surprisingly didn't talk about that house as much. I that bit where she turns their like the like part of the gate into a frog. I remembered that so much. I was like, it's the, it's where they turn the thing into the frog. Um, <laughs> yes. But no, I think I would totally be a witch. What do you think you would be? I mean, I you know we're related. I'd probably be a warlock. Um, you should be like I that cheesy also... Elvis zombie guy. <laughs> I also think that I should rule the world, and I don't care if I have to do through, so through darkness and evil. I could be the great evil one. <laughs> Aren't you already? <laughs> there we go. Hey. Uh, less jokingly, I mean, obviously being a warlock would be cool, right? I mean, like, earlier I said I like Harry Potter. Like, you know, I uh, do magic is cool. Um, I don't want to be a ghost. The Halloween Town ghost has a tough look. Yeah, they can get skinny... Heat. Yeah, that implies that the ghosts are liquid based, and therefore, if they steam too much, that like now maybe it's great because you can like eat as much as you want and then just like get really hot and lose all the weight. Like, maybe this is actually a win. Um, Halloween Town Troll seems like a tough look, uh, to be like literally look, um, <laughs> to the point where you're literally willing to, as Luke points out, not under any sort of spell, just thought it would be a good idea to be join evil just to, to get, look like, slightly better, just to get like hot. <laughs> Yeah, the troll's a tough look. I don't want to be 
Broomshot Elvis guy. That's I hated everything that was happening there. I don't want to be a skeleton. I'm, I feel like I'm being very negative here. I'm you just... are. I, you're like, ooh, I want to be any ugly stuff. Ooh. But you're going through each of them being like, I want to be that. Like, just say you want to be a warlock and be boring and just get over with. But I'm a unique and beautiful snowflake. <laughs> you're not. Um, anyways. Hold on. Hold on. Da, da, da. Give you a moment. Really run through Halloween Town. Think about it. Okay. I've run through the movie and I've decided I would be fine. And this is going to be a little bit of a weird thing to say, considering the normal fiction. I would be fine either being a werewolf, though not like the hairdresser, more like the werewolves we'll see in the sequels, or a vampire. Vampires are cool. Yeah. I'm actually, they really didn't use those that much, which is kind of surprising, considering they're so, like, like iconic. I do I do seem to remember a teen werewolf from Halloween Town High. Yes. Uh, I don't know to... how much vampires come up. Yeah, I'm just saying. And it's also not that hard of a costume. Like, you just have to, like, maybe put their teeth in, but, like, right, only just... if they're talking a lot on screen. Right, you just give somebody fangs and a cool cape, and they're a vampire. Um, the effects in this movie, like, weren't great. I think they were pretty good. A they... bit the skeleton held up. Uh, I mean, their hands were just, like, the actor's hands. <laughs> oh, so this is the thing they did, basically, yeah, where they had monster faces, but human bodies. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was fine. Like, I thought it was... Because they did it so consistently, I don't care about it. Yeah. I, it was just a little rough at first, because you're like, okay. <laughs> it's it's like, had, like, a green head, and then they just, like, had hands. It was just kind of... Were they green hands? Or they no. Just... Wow. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm just, like, the perfect audience there, because I did not notice. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I certainly noticed at some points that people just had human bodies with, like, weird faces, but... No, like, the guy would have, like, a green face, and then his hands were just, like, just, like, pale human hands. <laughs> Hilarious. What a great movie. Um, Still 10 out of 10, though. But, yeah, so... So, if you have a question for us, you can either tweet it to us at the D-Pod Podcast on Twitter, or you can email us at... The D-Pod Podcast at gmail.com. We're always interested to hear your questions, comments, or thoughts on any of our future movies or pods. Yeah. So, this has been the D-Pod, the Halloween Town episode. We're big fans. I've been your host, Matthew. And I've been your host, Mary. We out! We out! We out! Not a zilt, goose egg, wait, no! (laughs)